0: Welcome to another episode of The Real World Podcast. I am your co-host, Ian Scott. And joining me again is McKay Sainsbury, the other co-host. Say hello. Hello. And we're back. Um, it's, it's good to do this a little more consistently. Sometimes we've... We've had months in between episode releases, and so maybe we can hit a stride with releasing episodes regularly. Well, we're going to pick it up right where we left off talking about Spider Man. Because, oh yeah, because we are temporarily the friendly neighborhood podcast in preparation for Spider Man No Way Home, which. Hits theaters tomorrow. Isn't that crazy? It's already here.
1: Dude, it's already here. I
0: I can't believe it. It's like, I remember when, you know, Far From Home came out, that crazy cliffhanger ending. That was like two and a half years ago. Here we are, two and a half years later, with the follow-up and the third installment of the John Watts trilogy. So with this episode specifically let's go over the the next set of Spider Man films, which are just two films. They didn't they never made it to a trilogy. Never happened Never happened. But but this next set of films, just two, directed by Mark Webb and starring Andrew Garfield. Now I'm, I'm excited. I'm look. I'm really looking forward to talking about these two movies because I have my opinion has changed dramatically about these movies, particularly about Amazing Spider-Man Two. So okay, okay. I'm excited to jump into it. I'm here for. It. All right, I'm here for your opinions too. I'm excited to hear what you have to say about these. So and just to recap from last time, we'll be going over. We'll be ranking these movies on the same criteria. So the overall ranking out of ten, the suit, the musical score, the Peter performance, the Spidey performance, and the love interest. And then once we once Spider-Man Kay. Eight comes out, which is technically what this is—it's Spider-Man—or I guess it could <laughs> it could be Spider-Man Nine because if you count into the spider verse Spider-Man 9 is basically no way home I saw this funny tweet that said do i have to watch Spider-Man 1 2 3 1 2 1 2 to understand Spider-Man 3 <laughs> and that that's oh, what that's man. what no way home is it's it's a it's a cluster F, if you will Alright, so let's let's start well, with
1: Sony knows how to make money, don't they? Yeah, they do. They do indeed.
0: So all right, the first amazing Spider Man directed by Mark Webb, which honestly was a weird directing choice, in my opinion. Like really the only thing notable that he had done prior was Five Hundred Days of Summer. Which explains the great oh. love interest in this movie. You know, he knows how to make how to how to create romantic chemistry, but That's true. Makes me wonder if he just got this gig from because of his last name. <laughs> Mark Webb
1: Webb.
0: Anyway, let's uh how how do you feel about the Mark Webb Spider-Man movies?
1: Okay, well I just watched both of them just this past week, so they're actually the freshest of the Spider Man in my mind. And it's funny because I vaguely remember the first one and then I was actually in Washington on my mission when the second one came out. So I completely I missed that. missed uh, the theater run for that.
0: I remember that.
1: Um, yeah, pretty crazy. So So uh, what are we starting with here, Ian? Let's
0: do the overall ranking at the end. So let's first talk about let's talk about the suit of the Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. What would you rank that um, out of 10?
1: Look, I d- I don't know what Mark Webb was was going for other than I'm sure he was just going for different. Mm-hmm. Uh that's that's the best way to sum up this next installation of Spider-Man suits is it's different but not necessarily in a good way um Mm -hmm. i appreciate it for its uniqueness but at the same time i think the one the one word i can summarize this suit is basketball (laughs)
0: basketball wow (laughs) yeah he's kind of got like tennis shoes oh, i guess that's more i'm thinking of the playstation spider-man which i kind of like i kind of like his he has like tennis shoes but no i i see what you mean basketball it's like it's very athletic and uh, yeah it doesn't really feel like a superhero this is my least favorite spider-man suit out of yeah all of them
1: definitely i I was just gonna say when I say basketball, I don't even necessarily mean like that it looks sporty. I'd mean that his suit literally looks like it's made out of a basketball like it looks like a thick rubbery <laughs> basketball material
0: <laughs> it does i yeah I, I didn't I didn't realize that, but it does like it has the it has the all the little dimples. In it. Yeah, like a basketball. But I, I also feel like it is kind of more of an athletic, very leotardy, material. And I, what bugs me the most about this suit is, are the eyes. I hate the eyes. They're like, they're small and narrow, was... and yellow. Like why? Why are they yellow, yellow? Eyes. It's so weird. And I. I kind of get what he's going for, cause they're—I think they're supposed to resemble like he got them from Peter, made them from like sunglasses or something. But it just—it just doesn't work. Yeah. And I—but I do appreciate other aspects of his suit that are that feel homemade. Like if you look at a close-up of his web shooters clearly looks like it was made from an old watch which I think is really cool I like those little details make it a little bit more authentic Yeah. things like that but other things like his eyes it just it just doesn't work it looks ugly
1: ugly yeah the suit is ugly that's maybe that's (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) worse uh, than basketball who knows but yeah, it's it's ugly.
0: I do like some parts of it though. I like how his fingers are are blue and like the suit kinda of, like the red wraps around and the blue wraps around his fingers and his hands. So there I think there's some cool aspects of it, but overall not good. What were you thinking, Mark? I would four give of this a f you'd give it a four, okay. I'm gonna give this probably a three point
1: five. That's fair. And then <laughs> What were you thinking, Mark? <laughs> what were you thinking, Mark? Uh,
0: I okay, then let's talk about the score. Um the musical score. This this score I think it was. James Horner. And there are actually some songs in here that I I listen to a lot, like the, the slower, more emotional songs that I, I really enjoy, and I, I don't really listen to them very much nowadays, but I still do sometimes. I think this score is kind of underrated in a way because of how emotional it is.
1: But comparatively it,
0: it, it is. to 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 Danny Elfman's it just it doesn't hold any water.
1: Now, I I agree it's it's pretty and I think it's more memorable than a lot of other superhero soundtracks. Yeah. But comparatively, there are big shoes to fill with following Danny Elfman's score for Spider-Man. And right. it's good. It's not by any means bad. It's just doesn't quite capture the, the amazing in Spider-Man.
0: Yeah. And I, I think they tried to go for that, like, cause there's kind of a, an anthem or like reoccurring theme throughout the, the score. And so I think they're trying to give Spidey like a, his own theme, but it just didn't really stick. It didn't, it didn't really work.
1: Yeah. But. I, I Teach them. Yeah, I feel it. I think it's pretty good. Like, even aside from following Raimi's or Danny Elfman's score for the Raimi films, I feel like it was right. Is that what we decided? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I hear the theme. Like I can remember the theme. So in that aspect, it gets more points from me just cuz i can remember it
0: yeah yeah let's uh let's listen to it real quick how about that sounds great It's not bad, actually.
1: No, it's not. not It really isn't. And,
0: yeah, the theme, it's pretty good. Now, what I actually really like, and I forget, we're we're ranking... So, for the score, we're ranking Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Which isn't totally fair, because Amazing Spider-Man 2 was done by Hans Zimmer.
1: Hans Zimmer, yeah.
0: And I actually love this score particularly the electro theme i think it is so cool it's like it's very electronic and heavy and intense here i'll, I'll, I'll play it It's great. It's it kind of, has, you know, that electric guitar in it with the heavy electronic. It's really cool.
1: It's a fitting theme for electro.
0: For electro, that's right. So, I think that that in itself bumps it up like two notches probably. I'll rate the first one I'd give it like a six. And then the second one I'd rate I'd give it like uh I'd give it an eight, a solid eight out of ten.
1: Nice. I think mine's pretty similar. I I will say the first amazing Spider Man soundtrack probably seven point two.
0: 7.2 That's fair
1: And then the Hans Zimmer Amazing Spider-Man 2 Soundtrack It's funny because I, I Think his is more triumphant Sounding mm. It's more action-y um, Which is more in vain With Danny Elfman's soundtrack So I'll give this one an 8 8 out of 10
0: An 8 out of 10 we're in sync. Our As spidey always. senses are
1: tingling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. So, okay. If we're going to... If we give separate rankings for the score, let's give se- separate rankings for the suit. Because the suit is wildly different. At least the eyes are different, Very different. in Spider-Man 2. And I, I... I mean, I think the suit is mostly the same... I think the color is a little bit different, like a little darker color, which I noticed in Amazing Spider-Man 2, like during some of the the daylight scenes, like midday when he's in his suit, like the the texture of the suit isn't that great. Like it looks kind of silky and cheap looking, but even with that said, I I think it's still an improvement on the first one because of mostly because of the eyes. I love the big comic booky wide white eyes. I think it's so cool. It really captures Spider-Man.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Yeah, this I feel like Mark Webb obviously heard the constructive criticism for the first suit. <laughs> the Maybe the fans so got out their from... their pitchforks. And uh, so they they dialed it back and made made a good call to go with a very traditional looking Spider-Man suit. And I I agree. The the eyes are amazing. Probably the best Spider-Man eyes. The suit itself, much more traditional Spider-Man. I'd have to say this is probably the best looking Spider-Man suit. So really take, even more take that for what yes wow. including John okay. Watts Tom wow. Holland suits okay uh i think it's That's the best as far as traditional yeah it's a hot take it's a hot take but i i I'll, I'll stand by it i i think another thing that sold me in the second one is just the web-slinging is also very much improved like, that opening shot is one of the best of the Spider-Man movies. That's great. Just the... And I'm not talking, you know, I'm not talking about Peter Parker's, you know, mom and dad and the secret agent. Yeah, yeah. All that. Mission the, the or whatever. Prologue. All the... Uh, yeah. I appreciate what they were doing there. Yeah, the prologue. I, I, I like that they were putting a different spin on it. Uh, emotional, but uh, you know when it fades in with that theme with Hans Zimmer on the spider symbol and him just like free falling and you can see the suit mm-hmm. like rippling in the wind. That's yeah. like one of my favorite shots. Um, the it's camera so work good. is so good in that scene.
0: I would, I would even say that so, yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man has, has the greatest. Web slinging sequences from any Spider-Man movie. Yeah, like even, I agree. even even in the first Amazing Spider-Man, because I don't know in the, in the first one in Raimi, there wasn't. I mean, there were kind of it was fun, but nothing like insane. But in Amazing Spider-Man, there it was so acrobatic and like like you said, the camera work was just is so cool and dynamic. And and then, in John Watts, we haven't really gotten any web slinging at all, you know, like because the first one he's we never see him in the in the city and then in the and in far from home, it's at the very end we get some web slinging so that, that's what I'm hoping for in no way home. I hope we get some great. Web slinging sequences. Is that Spider-Man?
1: I hope so too. Yeah, that's the one. One thing that's lacking in the new, in the newer ones, I agree. Uh, Mark Webb nailed it For though. Sure. He did a great job.
0: Definitely. Nine, nine so out of ten. To suit? <laughs> nine out of ten. Wow. I gave it an eight point five.
1: Oh, so still really high. I thought this was gonna be our yeah, yeah. our uh, biggest divide. Our, 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 <laughs> nah, I I love this suit. Sorry, I fans. mean I ha-
0: yeah I have a few <laughs> gripes with it, but I it mean the eyes silky. just save it. It's yeah, it's so good though.
1: And the way okay, Electro's now... like blue light flickers off of it. Sorry, we'll move on from the suit. No, just, you're good. You're I pre- I appreciate even with the silkiness. The reflections of the suit, the yeah. lighting, it it works for this movie with Electro's powers.
0: Yeah. yeah Anyways, moving on. That, no, that's Sorry. a good point. So let's talk about Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker performance. A lot of a lot of fans don't really like Andrew's Peter performance. They say he's. Way too cool for Peter. Not comic book accurate at all. Which I can see. I can see the the concern. And, yeah, in a way he's not... Yeah, he doesn't encapsulate, like, the essence of, of Peter Parker. However, I do appreciate... I mean, Andrew Garfield is an incredible actor. I think everything I've seen him in, he just... He owns the screen and he's so natural on screen. And so I, I appreciate them, Mark Webb, trying to do something different. Although I do understand the concern of or the, the critique that he's he's too cool for Peter. You know, he's he's a skater boy.
1: <laughs> and we said, see you later, boy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I agree. They went with like a cool Peter, uh, he, and that's the thing is they tried to make him like uh, nerdy in the beginning, but it just never came off. But I I agree. Andrew Garfield is a strong actor. Just he didn't quite nail the Peter.
0: Yeah. No, I mean I, I actually love the the relationship between him and Gwen. I think, I think they nail. The chemistry so well in these, and but we'll we'll get to oh, that yeah. when we rank it. But so what would you what would you give Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker performance? Peter Parker performance.
1: Eh, probably like a six
0: point
1: nine. Six point nine.
0: Nice. I I think I'm I think I think it'd be lower. I think I'm gonna give him a. Four point
1: eight. Oh, jeez! I was gracious, I but guess. he will. Yeah.
0: He will. He'll make up for it though with the Spidey performance, because I think Andrew Garfield, where he lacks in his Peter performance, he makes up for and doubles with his Spidey performance. I think he's. We talked about this last time, like the playful banter. Of Spider-Man, that he uses as a defense mechanism. You know, like an emotional defense mechanism against his enemies. I think I think Andrew Garfield plays this up so well, especially in Amazing Spider-Man Two. I think, you know, he jokes around with with Rhino and um, not so much with Goblin, but a little bit with with uh, Electro. But he's he is so personal and friendly with everyone, um, and and he he, he just captures Spider Man. I think he's so good when whenever he suits up, he is just he is Spider Man.
1: Oh yeah, I I agree, and it, his performance is even stronger in the second one as Spider Man.
0: Definitely, uh, yeah.
1: He's funnier, he, his quippiness, yeah, it's all around. He got more comfortable in the role. Even as Peter Parker, he's a lot better in the psycho one, I'd say. But yeah, I, hey, I that's just me.
0: <laughs> to each their own. All right, I I have my number for Andrew Spidey. Nine
1: out of ten. That's mine. Whoa,
0: hey, that's what I did. I wrote you got a, nine, you're nine, nine out, out of
1: ten right on right on the nose
0: right on the nose All right now love interest Oh boy I, th- I, I think, think their can... chemistry <laughs> I think their chemistry was so good and it might have to do with the fact that they actually did date in real life and while they were shooting amazing Spider-Man 2 Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone were in a relationship. And I think that I mean, they're both incredible actors, so they that would have come through on screen anyway, but I think they were I just think they were really great. And I love the in the first mating Spider Man their semi awkward encounter. How um they're like in the hallway and and Peter's like, hey, we should, uh, we should do something sometime. And she's like, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, let's, uh, we could do this or uh, we we could do that. And it's just like so awkward, and you want it to end. And I think, but all that is on purpose, and I think it's such such an authentic teenager encounter, and I think they just captured that that awkwardness of being a teenager really, really well in that. I loved it. I love parts like that.
1: Yeah. No, I think I, I would agree. I, When I say awkwardness, I'm mainly talking about like his his initial Peter Parker, like the first 10 minutes uh, in school setting didn't quite vibe for me in the first movie. But I will 100% agree that His chemistry with Gwen Stacy, as that develops, especially into the second movie, is 100% the best. Romantic, romantically, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you think of Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and Zendaya as MJ are great friends, but there hasn't really been a romantic connection there yet, so... Sorry, I'm, well, maybe I, I'm getting ahead of myself I, here.
0: I heard they're they're dating.
1: Oh well, man! I, Should have I learned from Andrew.
0: <laughs> I just heard they're
1: they're extremely
0: private about their relationship, but I heard they're going strong.
1: Well, good for them.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So I would give the love interest and not just their relationship but also Gwen as a character I would give I'd give that an 8.2 I think it's pretty good it's pretty high up there
1: yeah no I'm going 8.5 they're good together I'd ship it
0: wow
1: (laughs) 8.5 I mean compared to Kristen Dunst we... and Toby Maguire.
0: <laughs> yeah, that exactly. Like that's what I'm really comparing most of this to. And um Anyway, but yeah, like in Raimi, Kirsten Dunst and Toby, I'm sorry, but you're both great actors, but there's no chemistry there. Especially compared to these other relationships we have. So Alright, now let's give overall rankings. Okay, I got mine for the first Amazing Spider-Man out of 10. Do you have yours? Yep. Okay, what is it?
1: Solid 6.9 out of 10.
0: Wow, we're close. We're really close. I, I gave it a 6.2. Now let's rank The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Let's think of a number. Oh, this is hard. This is a tough one. Because I actually really, I really enjoyed the Amazing Spider-Man two. I know that it's all over the place. Sometimes they cram, they tried to cram way too much into it, but. I I thought it was so much fun. I loved it. So, I... I, I want to hear your score for... Uh,
1: I feel the same way. Gosh darn it, Ian. I <laughs> had fun in this movie. There's a lot of things that I really liked. And there's a lot of things that I really didn't yeah. like. I think the number one... Thing that brings this movie down For me Is
0: Is it it Goblin?
1: The portrayal of the Green Goblin Yeah Mm. I feel like That brings it down probably Two whole levels Just the third The third act with Goblin So I'm gonna do Six out of ten
0: Wow. Okay. I think I'm going to give this... I think I'm going to give The Amazing Spider-Man two
1: a 7.9. Wow. Should yeah. I change my score? I like it like, <laughs> a lot
0: more than that. It, it, it's set in stone.
1: Okay. It what did I say? 6 stone. out of 10? You know what? Uh, if it wasn't for yeah, Goblin, I probably would do 7. 7.5 out of 10. With the third act Green Goblin.
0: Alright, now this is where our... <laughs> Overall rankings differ. We'll make it interesting to our listeners. So, alright. So, for you, number one is Spider Man 2. Number two is Spider Man. Number three is The Amazing Spider Man 1. Number four is Amazing Spider Man 2. And five is Spider Man 3. Let me double-check that. What was your score on... Oh, yeah. You gave a 2.5 out of 10 for Spider-Man 3. That's low.
1: <laughs> that is low. I've come a long way since then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> since since last week.
1: Since last week, yeah. Um, uh...
0: Now, my rankings... And it's different, slightly, but different. Number one, Spider-Man. Two, two is Spider-Man. Number three, Amazing Spider-Man two. Number four is Amazing Spider-Man, and five is Spider-Man three.
1: Okay, that's so we're honestly really on the same page. Uh, and I'd almost agree. So what the the biggest difference was you you switched the Amazing Spider-Man with The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, those are flipped.
0: Correct, yeah. yeah.
1: Right? And like That's I correct. said, I don't want to be... There's a lot of things that I really liked about The Amazing Spider-Man 2 that, in and of itself, I liked it more than just The Amazing Spider-Man. But it was just the villains. The lizard wasn't a, by any means amazing, but to me, much a much better villain... Than Electro or Green Goblin Junior.
0: Is it was isn't it Little Goblin Junior.
1: Oh, gonna cry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I I was just I was so surprised by how much I enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man Two. It's just I remember not really liking it the first time I saw it and. Every rewatch, I mean, I think I've. this is like, I think my third time watching it. And the first two times weren't great, but like this last time, I don't know, I just, I just had so much fun with it. And I actually, this is a hot take for you. I actually really like the Goblin design. I think his suit and glider is really cool. What I don't like oh, though man. is is Harry Osborn's performance. I forgot the actor's name. He's a great actor, but I I don't like his Harry Osborn. And it's just everything becomes so muddled and convoluted, and
1: it's just he's so moody.
0: He, he's in, extremely moody, and like his his role in the whole in the big picture just feels forced and it's not it's not as interesting as like the electro storyline but i don't know but i, I like I, uh, his, and oh yeah his goblin laugh is terrible it's oh so my gosh bad. that yeah it's so bad it's like it's, hee 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 hee
1: hee or something like that.
0: It's comparable to Jared Leto's Joker laugh, which is also just terrible. Yeah, but I, I, just the look alone, the design of a suit and like his hair and glider. I think it's cool. That I is think crazy.
1: It's cool. I, I completely disagree with you, Ian. This will okay. be our first major disagreement.
0: That's okay.
1: Which is okay. You're right.
0: Yeah now alright before we wrap up there's just so much more to talk about though let's talk about what's your favorite moment between these two movies because I have a very clear
1: winner man that is so hard I'm trying to think of just the first movie isolating a scene from that.
0: If if you had to pick one moment between the two movies.
1: I mean, obviously Gwen Stacy's death is heart-wrenching in its own way
0: oh yeah um and really well done yeah i i
1: that's when i think of this trilogy that's like the first thing that comes to my mind yeah um but it's not necessarily like the most profound uh as it is just really
0: sad i i love how they is the web that he whips resembles a hand reaching for her. I think it makes it yeah, very emotional. No, it's, and it's it's great.
1: I, I Let me rescind my profound, because I, I agree with you that there's, there's, there's a lot of meaning. In fact, I'm pretty sure even the clock, correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, but the clock symbolizes something... Uh, maybe it's the comic book number oh I'd have to look this up
0: well it's um I believe it's Spider-Man issue 121 where um where Gwen dies Goblin right. throws, throws her off a, a bridge and in the comic he whips a web and it ca- I think it catches her ankle and whips her neck enough to break it and she dies that way. So it's it's very okay. similar, whether as like in the in the movie in Amazing Spider-Man two, she, um, she gets caught a, just a second too late, and her head hits the ground. So I mean, it's it's obviously, um, it resembles the comic book very very much. But I yeah, I don't know about the clock. I haven't heard that.
1: Well, that ha- that has to be it, right? That's the issue that she died in.
0: Yeah, but how? What? What does that have to do with the clock?
1: Cause the clock, that that she's she's falling from a clock tower, and as the gear makes its last turn, the clock goes to that exact
0: oh, time. Oh. Oh.
1: <laughs> how how did you know what issue it was, but not what the clock was? How did you do that?
0: <laughs> I I just knew. Yeah. Oh, I remember. When I was a lot younger, I I wanted to buy that issue because it was such a cool issue of Spider-Man. I, I just remember the number from all these years. Remember, it was one twenty-one. But
1: we both had pieces to this puzzle, <laughs> man, and <laughs> there <right>. you go. <laughs> that's right.
0: <laughs> all right, so that we'll call that your favorite moment.
1: That'll that'll be my scene. All right. That'll that that's my favorite moment.
0: I think my favorite moment is also an amazing Spider-Man 2, but the the t- the scene in Times Square, the uh, the de-escalation scene with Electro, I think is so well done. It's so good. The um, the the gradual build up with the music, it becomes increasingly more and more intense, and I mean, yeah, this is where that the score, Electro's theme, really like at first, first comes to life in the movie, and it's just really intense and powerful. And that's when Electro is pushed to his limit and it, and becomes a villain. Like you see him become a villain, and then just how it was shot with like the electricity. Growing and like spreading throughout and going climbing up the staircase, and Spider-Man using his Spidey sense to save all those people and like the way the camera moves around to prevent everyone from getting shocked is just ah, oh, it's so well done. It's so well
1: done. It's very it's very ramy, isn't it? The slow motion Spidey sense.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. It, it's um, it's very reminiscent of that, and it works really well. And, like, the colors are amazing. Like, the all the Times Square screens are really bright and colorful, and it's just, they it look so good. And it's it's a lot of fun, but also really intense. So that's my favorite moment.
1: Yeah. And That's a great moment. Now,
0: I want to end this episode because, what are we at? We're at 49 minutes. Can Old you Truman believe Day. that? Trim it. I wanna I wanna play this clip about Andrew Garfield talking about being the werewolf <laughs> on the the happy, sad, confused podcast. So we'll we'll watch this clip and we'll briefly discuss it and then we'll sign out. How does that sound?
1: Sounds great. Spider-Man.
0: Okay. So this was a an interview that Andrew Garfield did back in May on the Happy, Sad, Confused podcast. And he was asked about Spider-Man. So let's see what he says. Because it's interesting.
2: Cause you, you are... I recommend that you chill. Like, like listen, I, I can't speak for anything else but for myself. Sure. Like, like they might be doing something, <laughs> but... It, then ain't none like I ain't I ain't got a call, so like Okay. Well that makes my life easier. Okay, no, that's that's good that's unequivocal. You know what it feels like though? It feels like cause this hasn't come up yet in an interview, but like do you ever play the game Werewolf? No. Or Mafia? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. You know that game? I think it's kind of similar where it's like you're convincing everyone that you're not in the mafia. Right. Like, I feel like I'm in a game of werewolf or mafia where I'm like, I'm not the werewolf. I promise you, I am not the werewolf. And everyone's like, you're the werewolf. Look at him. He's like, he's doing- Okay, so for the record, my friend, on a stack of whatever you have there, you are not, as of this taping, in or have any knowledge of being in the next Spider-Man movie. I feel Hmm. like- like, I feel, I feel like I, like, haven't I just said that? Like you, you have, said I, just, that? I just want to get really clear. I want, this is this the unequivocal yes, no answer. I did not get a call. Maybe they shot you guerrilla style, like in mainstream. On the <laughs> like <street>. in mainstream. <laughs> listen, listen, I would, I would have gotten a call by now. That's all I'm okay. saying. Okay. Um, have like, watched- I don't want to, like, I don't want to rule anything out. Maybe they want to call me. Maybe they're going yeah. to call me like, and say like, hey, people want this. Like, I don't want to, like, say... They're they're testing the waters. Maybe they're, like, yeah. And
0: that's it. What a freaking liar. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what's funny is I think he's telling the truth about I haven't gotten a call. But, I mean, he could have gotten an email. He could have gotten a text. They could have...
1: There's many ways to communicate... In our day and age. That's right.
0: So and that's the thing, he didn't say he didn't say no. You know, when when this guy asked him, are you in the next Spider Man? He did not give a definitive no. And I, I, I think that is that's proof enough. And everything that's surfaced since then. I mean it it at this point it's I think we can be pretty sure that he's going to make an appearance at least.
1: I agree. I think he's... I think he's... He's going to be in the movie. To what degree, I don't know. But he's definitely lying. He's been lying on every interview. The whole werewolf game... I mean, the point of that whole game is to lie really well when you are, in fact, a werewolf. Exactly. Because that's what... That's what a
0: werewolf would say. And another thing to consider, Andrew Garfield is an incredible actor. You know, watching this video of him on this podcast, like, he's pretty convincing. I think he's very convincing in the way he's talking and delivering this spiel. But he's also a fantastic actor. So I think he's just... He's just fooling us.
1: He's fooling us. Here here's here's the more important question. There's like? a scene in the trailer. And this is just my theory. I'm probably wrong. But there's a scene in this trailer, so no spoilers, where Zendaya as MJ falls off of scaffolding, and it shows Tom yeah. Holland going after her to save her. Very reminiscent of the Amazing Spider Man 2 Gwen Stacy falling scene. Very much. So. My theory is that Zendaya will fall, MJ will fall, and maybe Tom Holland, maybe that is his hand initially stretching out. That's like one of the final scenes of the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that is either a fake-out, a classic Marvel CGI fake-out, or something holds up Tom Holland's Spider-Man to where he cannot save her. But then at the last minute, I think Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man will be able to save her and redeem himself for not saving Gwen Stacy. Mm. And if that happens, that I'll I'll lose my mind. That that'll be my Andrew Garfield moment for this movie. And of course, my Toby Maguire moment will be him looking back at at Tom right before he goes through Doctor Strange's little multiverse portal and <laughs> Just saying, hey, kid, remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm. And then I'll flip away into the <laughs> back to <you. laughs> Kirsten Dunst.
0: <laughs> I I love both of those That's moments. That's my fan theory I,
1: right there. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, that would be, there would not be a dry eye in the room if that happened. Just, yeah, just the thought of Toby saying that to Tom Really does make me emotional, and it—it it would be more than fan service. Like, yeah, obviously, all of this is fan service, bringing back these villains, but it's—it would build his, it would build Toby's character so much, it would build Tom's character so much, it would—it would serve a much higher purpose than just fan service. Now, I'll take your theory. And I'll I'll bring it a step farther. How about that? Oh boy. Not only will Andrew Garfield save Zendaya, and we're just we're using actors' names to differentiate multiverses. But I think but Tom Holland will save Emma Stone.
1: What is that? I'm confused. So
0: I think Tom Holland will not only I think he'll somehow end up in these other movies, these other multiverses. And I think as Andrew Garfield is saving his girlfriend, he is going to end up saving Andrew Girls Andrew's girlfriend. How? I don't know, but that's just... That would be amazing if that happened.
1: Are you saying that that's that's your theory for this movie?
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, that would... That's crazy. That would mean we'd have to... We'd get an appearance from Emma Stone, probably from Goblin Jr., And, yeah, like, it would be a lot. It would be huge. I don't think... I I don't genuinely think that's going to happen, but I'm just throwing it out there.
1: They could pull uh, an Avengers Endgame, right? (laughs) That's right. Go back in time.
0: All right, we are... Yeah. That would be crazy. All right, we are just under an hour, so... Let's sign out on this episode. The next episode after this, we will will be our No Way Home review. And we'll also talk about our opinions and thoughts on the whole John Watts Spider-Man trilogy.
1: Sounds great. Awesome. Man, I'm looking forward to it. Fingers crossed Fingers crossed. We'll
0: we will. Either way, it'll be great. Thank you for listening and signing out of the real world slash your friendly neighborhood podcast.